Hi, welcome back to Kakona Cricket Cast. I'm your host Pratham. I'm joined by my mate Rohan, and Rohan, you are really excited to see this clash between the Rajasthan Royals and RCB I mean, for a very specific reason, right? Yeah, I mean, on one hand, this is this season. This looked like it was going to be a pretty important matchup, for, especially with playoff implications. Yeah. Um, but the real reason anyone actually wants to watch an RCB Rajasthan Royals match, unless you're an RCB or Rajasthan fan is because you're all waiting for the choke. <laughs> We're all collectively waiting to see how can each team manage to lose this match from a winnable position at any point. Yeah, like the the batting collapses, the the tragedy bowling suddenly becoming inaccurate, the the fielders dropping dollies or missing a run out that is so apparent and obvious. It's like what are you doing? Um yeah, I, I I do bristle at that description because I'm a Rajasthan fan, but I I see your point. I mean, we had a last we last season we had one of the worst seasons I've seen in a long time, despite looking promising at times. I, I I will say, going into that season, you were both getting on me for saying that I think Rajasthan is going to be like be awful. I'm like, yes, Sungo's a good coach. Yes, there's some interesting young players. Yes, they have they have uh, Sanju Samson. He's and he's fantastic and all of that stuff. I still don't buy this team. And you guys were like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. What are you saying? And then immediately Rajasthan collapses and you guys are like, okay, we're going to pretend I never said that. Yeah, yeah. No, I was about to say, um, it's good that I had a prediction that um, they were going to win it because that was so accurate, right? <laughs> that they were going to win last season. I was like, no, they're not. They're going to be battling for a wooden spoon and they were battling for a wooden spoon last year. Uh, they but didn't this get year, it. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. They did their best. <laughs> uh, well, um, I, it turns out that my prediction seems to be at least one, just a little premature in hindsight. Yes, but no, because we, this year, they've been awesome. Yeah, they have. They have. Um, and they secured yet another win um, to be comfortably nested near the top of the, the rankings. Um, and they did it in, in a really fascinating game, I thought. So let's talk about that game. And and let's start out by talking about the teams that both sides picked for this match. So coming to the squads themselves, right? Um, both teams actually made quite a few changes from the lineup last time. So let's start with Rajasthan, right, Rowan? Because the subtractions and additions that they made to their playing 11s 11, I should say, came really despite winning their last game. And the selections they made, I thought, made sense. You know, um, like Oban McCoy, he had a pretty poor game last match. And his last over was especially poor, right? To the point yeah. where, like, he m- might have been the bowler who, like, lost a match defending 36 of 6. Um, so usually that's not a great sign if you're a death bowler. Now I like Oban McCoy. I I do do think it's a little bit harsh to drop him after a couple of matches, but yeah. the option that they want to replace him with, right, Kuldeep Sen, who they replaced with in this match, he's given signs that he can fire in Yorkers and, and sort of bowl that harder length at a ten kilometers per hour quicker than McCoy, right? So for me, the, he becomes a really good option because he has an enhanced skill set compared to McCoy. But then also, like having him in the squad, right? It, it allows, or in the the doing so, right? Get, getting him in, getting him in, 
Um, it allows them to sort of play a foreign player, not named Bold, Butler or Hetmeyer, who could shore up that lower order that's been kind of weaker, that lower middle order, I should say. So I thought it was a good move. And then I thought bringing Mitchell in place with him, you know, with San in the squad, right, was also a really good decision, right? Because Mitchell's yeah. got that sort of... He's... he's He's like that New Zealand Dibley Dovler. <laughs> the, the classic New Zealander. The eternal New Zealander. Yeah, he, he throws it back to the 90s in, in, in all the right ways, you know. Um, but yeah, no, he, he he's military medium pace, right? Um, you would say. Yeah. And it actually is good for this team, I think, because it provides sort of a degree of variety into the attack, right? And, and, it, and it makes it difficult for batsmen to sort of time the ball to the fence. And we've yeah. already seen that ability, right? In the World Cup, the T20 semi-final, remember, between New Zealand and England, mm-hmm. he's able to hit pacers down the ground for six pretty cleanly, strike it really cleanly. Um, and and he's also done that in test cricket, so it's not just a one-off fluke. Um, so, right. I, yeah, and I, thought I, that was I also cool. do think that this is also a little bit of a throwback to old-school T20 cricket, where <laughs> where like India won a World Cup basically just by bowling medium pacers and then just picking like three spinners and being like, okay, we got it. Yeah, ne- never forget Joginder Sharma, dude. Never Joginder Sharma, legend of Indian cricket. <laughs> I mean yeah. that completely unironic, but he's a wonderful. He was a wonderful servant for the team. But let's moving on to RCB. I think that their changes in selection were fairly uh, sensible. Um, apart from a 50 that Rodrigo cut against a struggling Mumbai side, which is not a sentence I expected to say uh, <laughs> this year, um, he's looked pretty uncomfortable at the top of the order. So yeah. um, particularly when he tries to come down the wicket to uh, smack uh, Pacers with those end of bat shots towards square leg or long on. Um, and you know, it, it does mean it, that does mean that bowlers have to work on their lengths, yeah. um, just to make sure that they stay in length. Yeah, they got to uh, adjust it, right? So yeah. that they, you know, they, they correct their length so they don't get whacked if they roll right. that same length, right? And honestly, Rawat just doesn't look like he has a plan B if they don't uh, start yeah. moving, which kind of makes him pretty vulnerable. And he also took a lot of dot balls uh, alongside Faf. Himself has been a bit of a conservative opener this year. Yeah. Um, although I think that's a little bit just due to the fact that, well, this team is not very reliable batting wise. Yeah, a weird thing yeah. to say about a team that has Barack Kohli in it, but yeah, but uh, it's not a, a recipe. But it's not a recipe for long term success. Yeah. Um, so obviously they made the decision to drop Rawat, bring in uh, Patidar, and while he doesn't have as much power as Rawat does, he is able to keep the scoreboard ticking. Uh, which is actually something that's really important. And we've talked about not just this year in the IPL, but last year, right? Yeah. Um, you don't need to hit sixes every single ball, but if you can get ones and twos and threes grouped together, you can score a lot of runs very quickly. Um, and partially that's just because you can score with a lot of shots around the wicket. So yeah. personally, I thought it was a pretty good decision for them to make that switch. Yeah. So, I mean, all in all, I thought both sides did make some of the right right changes that they could um and so it, it set up a good contest you know guards to the pitch well it certainly had a fair amount of live green grass on it right Rowan? which 
in theory, right? But if you were to listen to the theories about pitches that are reported around the world all the time, that should have sort of helped it give give it some more pace and bounce as well as some seam movement off the deck. But as usual, you you always have to like look and, and get indications. You have to account for the fact that this is in the subcontinent. Yeah, and you also just have to get in and, and look into f- the fact and take into account right what the actual state of the pitch, both on the surface and more towards the underneath or like behind all the exterior of the grass is right. And when you did that for this match, when you, you looked at it a little bit more closely, right, the surface underneath was a bit rough and dry. Um, and and abrasive, right? Now that abrasiveness, it's especially found. Uh, it was especially found on that pitch, from what I could tell, around that good to hard length area, so just short of a length. Um, and so that suggested a surface where the ball was going to grip into the wicket and come off the wicket at times at a pace lesser than what the batsman would expect. And as such, Rowan, I, I didn't really anticipate it to be a high-scoring match because as the match would go on. I, I anticipated that with the hot weather that was there, right? It was it was the temperatures were predicted to rise or, or, or to be high during the match. The abrasiveness of the surface was only just going to become greater, and so I thought that would cause the pitch to become harder to bat in the second innings. Um, so all things considered, I thought, given that and given that even though the there was grass, it was going to actually. Help increase the pace and bounce of the surface, but you had that abrasiveness where things were going to react a little bit unevenly. I thought that if you would have bat first, a total under the norm, normally unassuming 150 to 160 range, right, would be a winning total. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I, I also, when I looked at the budget, I was like, okay, 150 is probably right around par, probably 160 is par. Um, and, you know, it's going to be difficult to bat on, but that. it shouldn't be impossible. Sense. Yeah, because like some of the grass did offer some extra like bounce, right? So I, you you you'd be able to like hit, you know, you weren't. It wasn't a slow low. Wicket it was it, yeah. Well, it wasn't the chainlock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not going to struggle to time every single ball, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought that was a, a reasonable total. And when Faf won the toss, and then he chose to bat second. By electing the field first, I didn't really think for those reasons, right? Given that this pitch was going to just get harder to bat on as the game progressed, I felt I didn't really think it was a wise decision given the conditions. I thought the start of the match in the first power play was fascinating, right? Because I'm just going to try to summarize it because there's a lot going on. <laughs> You had your six-choice bowler open the innings in Shabazz. You had a 14-run over with two outstanding deliveries, right? One which resulted in a wicket, mixed in with three hit-me balls that were dispatched to the fence. Siraj bowled that over. He's a pretty good bowler. Um, You had a pinch hitter who was breezily accelerating till he couldn't keep one ball down the ground, and down on the ground, I should say, and got out. You had a wicket maiden... (laughs) You had some strokes which were exquisite. I mean, when Sanju Samson plays strokes, they usually tend to be timed pretty well. Um, so in a nutshell, you kind of had everything going on that one could hope from the start of a T20 match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and let's talk about that pinch hitter move, right, from Rajasthan. Ron, what did you think about Ashwin 
being promoted at number three and asked to get a move on. So I think it was a good move um, in part because a I am an unabashed Ashwin fan, um, and b because he he is he is a solid batsman. He's I mean when when the guys you compared to, like compared to you can make a comparison to as a batsman um, in Test match cricket are beefy Botham because uh, you know he's the only guy who has more t- uh, fivers and uh, hundreds in the same match than Ashwin does. Uh, yeah. So yeah. when you look when you look at it like that, or you look at the fact that CSK did something very similar to this about three or four years ago, With where Harbhajan, they used Harbhajan Singh instead yeah. of Ashwin, um, in, in in a similar sort of role where they're like, well, we lost one, like it would send in someone here to stabilize the order, let us get back in the match, then it's on our terms and we can when we have field restrictions working in our favor. Yeah, they did it with Sam Curran as well. I remember. Yeah, later on. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a it's a it's an interesting move, right? Um, and I, I'd agree with you in in this case, right? I think um, I I don't think it's a poor decision to get him up the order in the power play if he plays like this more often. Uh, now I I do have my reservations, right, Rowan? Um, because I don't think Ashwin's a good enough player where oh, in T twenties he's the, not. <laughs> no, the bat at this sort of tempo, right? From ball one, right? Like he's not the guy who kind of whacks. I mean, to be fair, he was also a pretty good batsman as a young player. But he's also, to be fair, thirty something years old now. Yeah, the bat yeah. With hip injuries and lower body injuries, and it's like, yeah, that if you're in India. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not like a guy who's like a biffer, right? He, he, your tr- traditional idea of a pinch hitter is you get somebody in there who can give you like a really rapid, quick fire start. And gets you off base, so you 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 exploit the the feeling restrictions within your um, initial power play overs, right? right? I don't think Ashwin's that man usually, no. especially if especially if the the wicket's sort of offering more lateral movement. Like I, when we were talking the pitch, right? I I sort of implied this, but the green grass on the wicket this time because the it was dry and rough underneath, it didn't really translate into much seam movement. Um, so he it kind of didn't have to face that but there are pitches that have been even in this competition where there has been more seam movement and I don't think he's necessarily got the technique to quite survive in those particular conditions going at an aggressive rate um, so I, I don't think he would be a good fit for that I don't think he would be a good fit if the wicket was really slow as well because again he's not the kind of guy who has like just the sheer power to clear the fence when situations are happening like that. but on a surface like this in the first innings where for the first couple of hours the ball was coming onto the bat fairly nicely it's worth the experiment right to bump your run rate up especially because you know Butler's approach this IPL has been different right he's not been the Josh Butler of old in that he tries to go aggressively from ball one he's often tried to defend the first 10 balls maybe 15 balls and then really accelerate right um immediately after that so that puts a lot of pressure on the other guys opening with them the guys coming in at three to initially if if nothing is happening to do that he's made up for it because he made hundreds he's been great right yeah. but you can't deny that he is in good form oh absolutely i mean he's he's top class um in the in this ipl he, he might he might be on track to break even virat kohli's record of 2016 and i never thought i'd say that yeah. right but if he's going to set himself up to play the long innings you don't want the run rate to stall, and so the on a pitch like this, somebody like Ashwin actually makes a little bit of sense. It, it also just makes sense because their batting order is 
is a bit weak theoretically lower middle order so that way you're getting your batsmen out early right and you're getting that extra bat so if a lot of wickets are lost you have somebody to bat at the end and so forth so i thought it was a decent move all things considered right but let's let's talk about stuff that happened after that sort of manic phase right because things sort of settled down a bit um they became a little bit more attritional i don't know if you can use that word in the sense of a t20 <laughs> you know it's 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 a word much more suited for a test match right but i i thought that central to the the rajasthan innings sort of stalling a little bit in terms of tempo was down to harshal patel right yeah. i i ron i i kind of get anno- like annoyed at this point talking about harshal every time he's just harshal. good he's just a quality player yeah like, there's yeah. nothing else to say he's just quality Yeah, I mean he's been doing this far CB time and time again, right? Like since last season. So it's it's yeah. kind of it's kind of annoying to talk. It's being a dead horse, but it's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, there was a facet of his bowling that I I want to bring up that people don't talk about enough, right? Because you know, people talk about all those brilliant slow ball variations, right? The the superb like the disguised ones. But he has a lot of straight smarts as a bowler and he's able to bowl accurately to a field set right and we saw that today um i'll just give an example right he bowls his first over immediately after the power play that's the seventh over uh the two batsmen who are batting who are pretty good samson and mitchell faf sets a pretty heavily dominated leg side field where because of the lack of fielders on the offside in in really good places if he erred on the offside he'd go for four right harshal comes in very first over so he's not necessarily warmed up he delivers six out of six balls into the pads so normally you know you would think he's drifting down leg this is bad bowling yada 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 but he bowled really well for the field set because all the fielders were there um and he only gave away eight runs in the process right and he basically till the final over where parag took him down he pretty much did bowl very accurately with the fields that were set right so yeah. i i thought it, it it's a f- effort that's going to get underrated today because he only took one wicket you know he went for eight runs and over but he did a really good job till that last over and he and he nearly tightened the screws permanently on the rajasthan effort as you were saying riyad prag kind of changed, kind of made that it made his effort not meaningless but rather underrated right yeah because he come, came in did an exceptional job coming in after four wickets were down for not much uh and really hit out and put pressure back on our city on those was a little bit too late for meaningful impact in the inning um not to say it wasn't a meaningful innings it's just that you normally want that innings to come in after you've got 50 runs on the board or 100 runs on the board and you can really exploit it but he did a fantastic job um while the rest of the team kind of folded like a deck of wet cards. Yeah. Cover drives in particular just awesome. Yeah, and I really like that you brought that cover drive point, right? Because um I know what shot you're referring to. It's it's that shot off Hazelwood, right? It was really pleasant to watch, you know, and you know me. Yeah, no, it's a great shot, man. I mean, it, it's 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 hard not to be persuaded as a a cricket connoisseur or a fan or lover when you see somebody playing a lofted cover drive. It's just a glorious shot to see, right? Um and I I thought it was really good for another reason right and in, in that it was very good anticipation um cuz the ball that Hazelwood bowled right so it looked like a slower ball 
that he was trying to deliver slightly wider um you know in terms of line but also wider from the crease if you if you looked at it a little bit closely he was close to the stumps for most deliveries came a little bit wider for that one and so i thought he was trying to take it away from parag's hitting arc right but parag got himself into a really nice position that was bent on one knee where his sort of center of mass was low and so he could really use that Uh, in addition to the sort of extra like sort of power and weight transference that he could use in the shot he could also sort of use that bottom hand like wristiness to good effect to generate the power that you need to clear the fence right um when the ball is a little bit slower in that um range and you know it, it it's actually a really good shot um it, it's not your traditional cover drive actually but it, it it's like a really nice lofted sort of you know shot the over cover right um and it, and what i wanted to sort of point out right it just goes to show the guy he's got a lot of detractors i mean we've haven't rated him in the past so we'll i'll put my hands up and say i'm kind of been in that camp and there a lot but there are a lot of people who've said that he's just a pr machine and he's a dancer on social media who lucked out because he had family connections to play like his father is is deeply involved in um Indian cricket I think or or some relative of his from what I've heard. And look, I'm I'm not going to be the guy who's reactionary, right? I'm not going to say that one innings where he got badly dropped halfway into, right, is sufficient to prove his worth. I certainly don't think he's international class yet. Um or for that matter even somebody who's like a two goal bankable star in the IPL. But he's also just 20, right? Yeah. He kind of usually comes like we we have seen many players at who are like 20 years old. Yeah. Um, and either fizzle out because they didn't have what it took or look like they didn't have what it what it took at 20 but five years on are fantastic amazing players who um, are well respected in the world of cricket yeah no absolutely I, I think he's definitely not a guy who deserves the level of infamy as a in terms of reputation right because he also comes in the bat at like six or seven right he gets 10 or 15 balls remaining usually and He's kind of going out and he's just trying to have a slog to get as many runs as possible. He has some stroke making ability and inventiveness that would suggest that he could become in time a solid player in this format. And all I'm going to say is it's not irrational to see why Rajasthan if they have to pick an uncapped player or they're looking at a guy who's young they 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 their line of thought right that he could be developed in due course to be a good bat for them. I can see the logic or the merit in it. He's not there yet in my opinion, but there is over time you do get the sense that he could be there, right? Is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I I agree with you there. Um but I also want to make a, a shout out to to another player, another young player, uh Hasanga, who was really really good. Uh, yeah. Tight lines, used angles that made his googly and straighter deliveries look like they're going away. Um at first uh really threaten the batsman. And he, and, he, and the thing about him is also he he like he adjusts his pace very well, right? Like yeah, that Samson delivery. Yeah, he's a very canny bowler. Yeah. That's it, right? And it's going to put him in good stead going forward. I'm a big fan of his work so far. But if we have to talk about somebody who let the team down, I think we have to talk about Shabazz Ahmed. Yeah. Um it, it's really weird every time I watch Shabazz Ahmed play, he performs like like some, one of the worst bowlers I've ever seen <laughs> bowl at his level. It, But he's good, it, man. It, it, it's not it's not that he's a bad player, right? Like when I watch him 
like in highlights or if I watch uh, watch a match back, looks like a pretty good player. Shabazz Ahmed, I, I mean, I don't get the talent. I don't see it personally, but I do know that he's a good player. I mean, we, you, you can look at the data, you can look at the numbers, you can say, well, look, and he's done well this the field cycle, right? He's done well right. this field cycle. He's done well. But when you look at him bowl today, he didn't get, he, he bowled right into the hitting zone. He really didn't spin the ball with enough revs to, to, to induce a false shot. His failure, alongside Parag's excellent batting, really got Rajasthan to 144. I don't think it, it was par. I don't think they considered it to be par, but it was, as it would turn out, good enough. Under a lot of pressure to defend a target I thought was 10 runs short, Rajasthan, they would have wanted to strike early. So dismissing some of the bigger names within the RCB top order, it was a good idea for them because it would expose the talented but sort of an inexperienced, uncapped Indian middle order mm-hmm. who could be more prone to succumbing under pressure, at least in theory. And they ended up doing a pretty good job of trying to put that theory into practice because they they got a start which was not far off from what they would have imagined right they picked up three wickets for themselves like rcb did early, earlier on inside the first seven overs and i've got to admit i felt they were sort of aided by rcb specifically in that the rcb made the decision to promote Kohli up the order to open Kohli's been in pretty terrible form throughout the IPL cycle and barring one match he's kind of been a victim to fast bowlers in the power play right he's either chased after a wide one while driving he's been overwhelmed by the extra bounce from a shorter length with some others and that's just what happened here today right um, he struck two boundaries of fairly widish deliveries but both were pretty unconvincing like there was an edge that went down uh, near the third man region in one of them and he was he, he got to start but it was like eight off eight not i mean eight of six right and again very edgy very unconvincing very nervy and then full credit to prasad krishna right um to rajasthan bowler at hand because he set him up beautifully right Rowan? um and, and it was like sort of playing like um it's like a game of playing a game of poker with a batsman right because yeah the length was varied very nicely. It went full, short, full, short. And so the next ball in that sequence would have been the fuller one. Right. <laughs> but he got the short one, the well-directed short one that was better directed than the last one that went for like kind of a wide. It was straight, sort of aimed at his throat. And he really could only spoon it up in the air with the mistime pull. And then Sam came in. Um, and he just ripped through the heart of the RCB batting lineup. You know, like the two guys that after Kohli got out and, and, and you know, Patidar was still like had come in, the two guys that they would have really relied on, especially because Patidar's inexperience, would have been the skipper, Faf, who got a really good score last match, and the lead all rounder, right, in Maxwell. Yeah. Both were gone within the span of three balls. <laughs> yeah. But I, I was really impressed by their entire bowling lineup um, because on this pitch we expected to see the fast bowlers do their thing because it is it was green 
And as you mentioned earlier, there was some roughness underneath, so there would be some inconsistency and bounce, and that would be pretty good for fast bowlers. From that hard um, length, especially. Yeah, especially in that hard length. Um, but the spinners for Rajasthan were magnificent. Genuinely very good. Um, yeah. Yes, the pressure was set by Sen and Brasit's uh, opening bursts, but Ashwin joined in with a really good spell in the middle of the innings, middle of the innings where he... Uh, found the optimal balance between using the stock and carrot ball to get three wickets and putting his 150th IPL wicket. Bigger yeah, and he better. struggled with that before, right? I, I just yeah. want to, you know, point that no, out. No, because Ashwin, Ashwin's reputation is he's the man with a million deliveries. Yeah, so he, he just had, uses them. He spams them constantly. But he yeah. didn't do that here. He, he, no. he did that pretty sensibly. Right. And one other thing that I was really impressed with, just the constant, unyielding pressure. It's very easy in a match like that where... where Mathematically, the match is over by the by the 18th over. Um, to just take your foot off the gas and say, "Look, these guys aren't going to score 50 runs or something like that." Uh, not 50 runs, like uh, 30 runs in the next two overs. Like they're yeah, not going to do it. Like, they don't have the batsmen to do it. It's the nine and ten. Yeah. Right. It's like, not the nine and ten. The, the ten and eleven. Yeah. Right. They're not going to do it. Um, but they didn't, and that's a really really key aspect when you try to say okay is this is this team actually going somewhere or is are they flattering to see because teams like Rajas uh, in previous seasons like Mumbai and CSK whenever they got in that position they just did not let go they, they knew yeah. they were on top and they would have beat you down until until you were all out or the match was over right whichever yeah. came first um so so I was very I was pleasantly surprised to see Rajasthan uh, able to do that yeah I agree um as for RCB's batting I agree with you. I, I think you can only describe it as poor. Yeah, um, they never seem to get settled. The batsmen either got out uh, playing rashly to good balls, or in the case of DK, got themselves run out. By yeah, the that way, run out that was is, silly. Yeah, yeah, it was the, one of the silliest run outs that you can imagine. Like that, that should not have been a run out. Uh, like, it, it's just at least blind dive, panic. man. At least dive and try and make the ground. Yeah, it's, it's just like, blind panic at that point, right? Because they, yeah. they lost so many wickets. They like just trying to get singles out of nowhere. And, and they just couldn't do it, and they it wasn't even a good throw. <laughs> the, the the bowler dropped the ball. But when you look at it, it, it's not very good. Faf did all right. I mean, he's Faf duplicity. He's been pretty good in the last few years in the IPL. Um, but you know, the rest of his side just was not good enough. And the sad sight of Harshal trying to hit one uh, at, at the end, but holding out. Yeah. Um, just it's it just kind of heartbreaking in a sense. Yeah, because he's he's a good bat, like he's a good slogger usually at the you know, yeah. at the end, right? Like he can. He but can like hit when, a when your team can't last twenty overs to make that worth it, yeah. it it's kind of sad for uh, for RCB um, because they played pretty well to start the match off. They they got them the bowlers did their job. They got them out for under one hundred and fifty, which was par on this course. Yeah, they just they just couldn't finish it off, and yeah, it 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 puts a really as you said, a, sort of a sad complexion to the game, right? Because this happened last time for them as well. They got bowled yeah. out for 68. You, you, you don't want to be bowled out twice in, inside 20 overs. All right. With all of that said, time for a general takeaways from this match. And let's start off with RCB first. So in terms of the Royal Challengers Bang- Bangalore, even though they stumbled to yet another heavy defeat in a row, Rowan, their bowling actually, as as we were alluding to, right, it's looked stronger than it did at the start of the season. 
and i would put that mainly down to one figure right josh hazelwood yes he did get thrashed in the last game by srh um specifically by a guy who's a relative rookie in abhishek sharma a talented guy but you, you don't want your know, your lead strike bowler to get smashed by a guy who's just having his breakout season in the ipl right but when your team gets out for 68 in the first innings and you're trying to have to salvage something against a opposition batsman with the license to smash you to try to improve his side's net run rate in a match he's going to win or his side's definitely going to win even the sort of best bowlers are going to get whacked right and that's what hazelwood's situation was with abhishek sharma so it, it it's understandable why he didn't perform in the last match right but before that game right hazelwood had six wickets in the two games he played a 4 for and then a 2 for those are not bad stats by any means um yeah and and he and he proved why he was so successful in those games again today right it was in evidence today cuz on a wicket where bowling sort of that 7 to 8 meter length from the batting crease i'm talking about mainly like a length that's just like the, in the halfway range mark that's on the shorter side of the good length range from the batting crease it It, it was ideal to sort of exploit the inconsistency in pace and an extra bounce that this wicket was offering, right? And so Hazelwood, he hit that spot in those ranges super consistently. I mean, it, it makes sense he does that in test matches as well, but he only gave up a boundary. I remember off an inside edge from a ball that was a bit too full and close to cut, right? And that was the only boundary that gave up the entire day. and i thought his figures at the end right 19 runs one maiden two wickets of four overs they truly reflected his performance and, and they're about as good right ron that you can expect from your frontline pacer in this format so right yeah i mean all in all i think the duo of him and harshal sort of provide the as good of a pairing as you can find in this format right especially right. in an ipl side and with siraj sort of firing today if they could just find a more consistently performing spin bowling option apart from hasaranga right i think they would have the perfect balance attack yeah um i do think that however um as i mentioned their bowling has been pretty good this year um but their batting hasn't um yeah. on a wicket where 144 was genuinely below par right i i thought it was probably close to 160 thought it was close to 150 that would be par they fell 30 runs short of their opponents for the loss of all of their wickets. Uh, some of that is just due to how well Pakistan bowled. Some of that is due to the pitch. But a lot of that is down to their lack of application. Um, they needed their big bats to perform. Faf, Kohli, and Maxwell really in particular needs need to deliver for them. And they just aren't backing up the excellent work that their bowlers have been doing all year. Yeah, and and I think the point with especially Kohli is so apt, right? Because he's the guy. Now he's even put, they built this entire squad around Virat Kohli. Let's be completely honest. It, it's yes, Faf is captain and Kohli isn't captain anymore, right? But this entire squad is entirely built around the idea that Virat Kohli is going to score runs. Yeah, and he and he has and he he hasn't scored runs this year, and that's a problem for them. And they need to figure out what that problem is. It's a problem for Virat Kohli in India too, but. Yeah, and and if it means that they have right. to, you know, if they they have to do something where they rejig the batting order and maybe even get Kohli batting lower down the order, it's something that they should consider, I think. Um but uh but yeah, if we're looking at Rajasthan's 
you know, game that they had and, and sort of looking at what they could take away from this. I, I think the, the, the two major things, right? Um, you know, after a couple of games where I've seen Sanju, his glovesmanship been a bit subpar, it was really nice to see an improvement in escaping because on a wicket where there was some extra bounce and the ball was sort of coming in at, at different paces, uh, he took a fair amount of unevenly rising deliveries that were delivered at a pretty reasonable pace. You know, like Kuldeep San and Prasad Krishna, his two main fast bowlers in the side that he was having to keep to, they both bowl above 140 kilometers per hour consistently, and he did that in this match. Um, and he and he was able to take those deliveries without fault. Now, I, I'd say that there are still some indications to suggest he's not really what you would necessarily call a purely top tier keeper, like when that Ashwin stumping chance of Hasaranga came, right? He didn't quite collect the ball into his palms, um, you know, smack dab, um, as you'd expect a keeper to sort of just like pouch it. Um, but if you look at that stumping itself, right? The fact that he was able to sort of intercept that quickly sliding sort of carom ball, despite his view being obscured of that delivery because Hasaranga's pads were already towards like heavily towards the leg stump beyond outside the leg stump too right. so it, he wasn't able to see the ball very clearly and and for him to get there so quickly it, it shows really great reflexes right but it, it's also a matter of him throughout this match compared to say even the last match right him just transferring his weight well in advance to match the line of the ball which is really in, integral to good keeping and it's important because at the end of the day because he's been doing a really fine job for Rajasthan this season as sort of that aggressive number three, number four bat who can console, either build on that great start that Butler and co have been giving him or, you know, in this match, for instance, rescue them a little bit when they lose earlier wickets, right? But if he can continue to do that job and a better job with the gloves and hold on to some chances, it's got the sort of potential of making a difference when you have matches that happen in the tournament that are playoffs or, or more crunch games, right? Really tight games where a catch can make a difference between a winner or a loss or a good keeping could make a difference between five runs saved or not and that could be the margin of a match being won or lost, right? So it's really important for him to be a good keeper as well as a good bat um, when he's doing both roles and he's indicated that he could do that in this match. So um, really a big positive for Rajasthan going forward. Yeah, and they also really impressed me, as I said earlier, with the ball. Um, and if they keep this up, even if not at the same level, because after all, they had four bowlers with an economy under six, one under with an economy under five, and none with an economy over seven, which is likely unsustainable. Yeah, you're just going to get pitches to better bat, right? You're yeah. going to get pitches to better, just better to bat on. So right. it's going to be and, hard. And, you know, the teams that are more in form and that kind of stuff, right? But if they can keep this level of performance up, even if it isn't matched up by the numbers, if they can keep this level of performance up or there or thereabouts, they can beat anybody on their day, provided they have some something to defend. Yeah, yeah, and they've been doing Which that is, this whole season. Uh, again, it, it reminds me of like classic CSK sites where it doesn't matter what you do. You could you could score 130 runs, but it was fine. They're going to outmaneuver you and get, get you all out for 125 or something like that. Yeah, or... Or like sunrisers at their peak, right? Where you yeah. it didn't matter because you would their bowling you would always rely on, on being able to because they know that if they can get they can restrict you to under 130 runs pretty much on demand. 
So all they have to score is 135 or 140 runs, and they win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, so uh, go, with for Rajasthan, that's huge, especially going forward, uh, because they do have batsmen. Yeah. No, absolutely. And the batsmen have been informed, right? But, you know, Butler's having a, a guard mode season. Simpson's been super aggressive coming in. Hetmeyer has literally the best stats of any Rajas, I mean, any batsman at the depth uh, this season, period, right? Yeah. Um, so it, it's really just a matter of, you know, fixing the bowling to some extent and also. Well, it's, it's more of a, a sense of just supporting that bowling and being consistent throughout exactly. the. Exactly. So really only positive stuff come from this for Rajasthan. So that's it from us, guys. Uh, stay tuned because we'll be, come the weekend, recording another match um, review for you guys. Um, we also have other stuff in the pipelines and works. Um, if, if you haven't gotten a chance, definitely ch- check into our uh, retrospective we did about Jonathan Trott, a very underrated batsman, um, yes. as Rowan might a test in that he, I think you saw him in that 2012 season, right? Where in India, where he, he was like kind of everybody talked about Coke and KP, but he was like a crucial batsman with yeah. for them as well, right? Um, yeah, yeah, but um, yes, yeah, definitely stay tuned. Uh, so we have a lot more stuff coming in, and yeah, till then, bye-bye. bye bye.